Hi everyone, welcome to Grief is My Superpower and I'm Mark Lemon. So I wanted to come on here today to um, introduce you to the new episodes that are going to be coming up over the coming weeks ahead. It felt like the perfect opportunity to start recording new episodes and get new guests on the podcast because of this pandemic and everything that we're all going through at the moment. It's a really difficult time and it's an uncertain time. It's creating a lot of anxiety, a lot of feeling of loss, and it's resurfacing a lot of grief for people across the world. My grief and my mental health has been affected lately um, because of the pandemic. You know, I have found myself really thinking a lot, worrying a lot, having a family, having children, having a wife, um, and losing my dad when I was 12 years old has kind of resurfaced all of those emotions, all those feelings of what if I died and my children were left alone, my wife was left um, without a husband. Um, obviously, these are all worst case scenarios, but they are feelings that have just resurfaced. And as is always the case, I sat down with my wife and had a really good conversation and she recognized that my mood was um was had changed and that um and that i was feeling different to you know my normal self i guess my grief tends to come and go like everybody's you know it ebbs it flows uh, it's like the waves crashing against my feet one minute it's okay the next minute is ferocious and you know like anybody out there suffering with grief it can just take you off guard you know I could be walking down the shops and I see something and, and I think of my dad and I think of you know a time I spent with him or or you know a particular emotion or you know and anyone going through grief and anyone that has experienced the death of a loved one will understand this so after I had the conversation with my wife you know we 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 had a really good conversation it was like um firstly it's great to talk you know it's always great to talk and it's always great to get your emotions out and 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 share them with somebody else at a time that's right for you because not everybody is in that headspace all the time but it really helped me a lot but it just made me realize that how big this thing is that we're going through at the moment and how I'm not alone with my feelings you know I shared I shared my feelings on my social media and on Instagram and I talked about it and you know the the feelings back were were mutual you know there's a lot of people out there who are feeling the same way and so that's why I wanted to start recording new episodes of the podcast and get some new guests on um, who have experienced uh, grief in their own way, in their own time, in their own circumstance, but are also going through everything like we are at the moment. And so over the coming weeks, I'm going to be releasing new episodes and just talking about um, all of the things I've talked about on my previous episodes. But I guess, you know, it's it's brought a different dynamic with uh, with everything that's going on in the world at the moment with the COVID-19 so I'm quite, I mean, I'm quite conscious that there are a lot of people out there who might not know my own story and my grief story. Um, you know, at the at the beginning of the podcast, I say that my dad was murdered, um, but I don't really go into great detail in terms of what happened. Obviously, if there's anyone that follows me on social media, I have talked about it a lot and I have shared my experience quite a lot, but I'm conscious that there are people out there that, that haven't been aware of that. So... When I was 12 years old, 
I woke up one morning. It was a normal morning. I went downstairs for breakfast. Uh, my dad finished his coffee. Um, I remember having my breakfast in the living room and I looked at him and he was standing in the doorway and I waved goodbye to him. Little did I know that that would be the last time that I would ever see him again. My dad was my my friend. He was my best friend. Uh, we would go play in sport together. He would take me to football, um, take me to tennis, all these sorts of things. And I went to school like I did normally. And at 10 past three, I was sat in my class and the teacher, a teacher came into the room and whispered something into the teacher that was taking the class at the time. And they came over to me and they said, your mother wants you to go home urgently. So I grabbed my things. I went to grab my bike from the bike sheds and I realized that in the morning I'd locked my bike to somebody else's. So I had to run back to the classroom, get them to unlock the bike. And, uh, and I pedaled home as quickly as I could. But at that moment, I had that feeling that something awful had happened. I had a sense that something wasn't right. And I remember coming into the close where we lived and seeing sort of two police cars parked up and I cycled across the green over to our house. And I remember getting closer to our house and hearing my sister crying in the front living room. And... There were policemen in the front living room as well and lots of strange people. And then I saw, I think it was my aunt in the kitchen. She said, your mother wants to see you upstairs. And I remember going upstairs and uh, my mother took me into the spare room that we had. And anyone out there who has experienced grief and has, you know, will know exactly what I'm about to say. And she said, dad died this morning and my world fell apart. Our world fell apart. It's like the glass ceiling had smashed and was falling on us. And I held her for about a minute and I've never hugged her as tight as I did that day. And, and I had to get out of the house. So I quickly rushed out of the house, grabbed my bike and I cycled back to school. There was a, a friend of mine whose dad died a couple of years before. And I, and at this time, all the children were coming out of the school and I went straight to her and I hugged her. And I remember saying, dad died this morning and just dropped to my knees and burst into tears. And one of the teachers took me back into the school. And I remember just sitting in one of the teacher's offices and just sobbing and just crying, you know, my heart out. And, uh, and then one of the teachers who, 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 whose son was in my class at school said, do you want to come back to my house? So I did. And I just still couldn't go home. It was all too surreal, all too strange. And if there's anybody out there who, who's experienced this, we'll, we'll know exactly what I mean. I think the fear of going back to the house would sort of hit home that it was real. And, you know, and, that, and I didn't want to face that. So in the evening, I ended up going home and I sat down with my uncle and he was a, a vicar or parish priest. Um, and I remember he had this fantastic way of talking to people. And he sat me down and he told me how my dad died. And he didn't go into all the, you know, the great detail, but he did tell me that he was killed by another man. And so it transpired that at the time we had a cleaner and she 
became a family friend and she was going through a difficult marriage or end of marriage and her husband was very jealous and he would follow her to where she worked and and cleaned houses and and so she got her post redirected to our house and then my my dad or my mum would take it to her and give it to her and at the time she was uh, cleaning a house in a place called uh, Histon and the husband followed her and he saw my father's car outside the house and he decided to go to a local shop where he stole a boning knife and he he went back to the house and went round the back of the house where the, my dad and, and and the lady were having a coffee and he burst in and they had a fight and then by all accounts my father got the better of him and then he pulled out a boning knife and stabbed my father once in the chest and then again in the heart. And by the coroner's report, that killed him instantly. But then he decided to stab him another 15 times and turned on his wife and stabbed her twice. And But she managed to get out of the house. And, and um, hearing the story and how he died was hugely traumatic um, for me, um, just because... You can't comprehend how someone could do that to someone you love, um, how someone could do that to, uh, you know, someone that you love with all your heart um, is your role model, is your is your dad. And so for many years, I wouldn't talk about what happened to my dad. You know, I, I'd, I'd locked it away. I, I somewhere in the back of my mind, I'd sort of parked it or put it in a little box, didn't really want to share it, you know. And, you know, on the 12th of May, which is the 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 day that it happened, you know, the, the week leading up to that or the, the that particular day is always very painful, obviously. And about four years ago, uh, I was approached by someone at the Guardian newspaper and they asked if I would write an article. And at first I was a bit unsure. I didn't really know how I felt about sharing my story so publicly or sort of, you know, nationally, I guess. And um, so I sat down to write my story and it was... A hugely cathartic process and for anyone that you know has, has experienced grief and loss you know I'm sure you would know that simply being creative whether it's writing drawing music anything that releases emotions um, is is fantastic and it helps you a great deal and writing that article for me helped me a great deal but it also started something that was bigger than myself the the message that I received after writing the article were were amazing. And it made me realize there were lots of people out there who struggled to talk about what had happened to them also and talk about their grief and how there was this taboo and this stigma that surrounds this subject. And so I wanted to keep talking about it and sharing my story to try and help others, to make people realize that you're not alone by opening up to others and you know, not keeping it locked in the back of your mind and in that little box like I did um, will help you. And also that through your grief and your pain and the, the emotions that you're feeling, you can go on to live a good life and you can go on to succeed in the dreams that you have. That's a big message to any child out there who has also experienced trauma is that you cannot let this determine what you do with your future. You can allow it to determine your future in a positive way 
And that is why I call this podcast Grief is My Superpower, is because the love that I have for my dad, I carry with me every day. And I channel that love into everything that I do and into the passion that I have and into doing this podcast and writing children's books and, you know, anything that I love doing, basically, you know, is I feel my dad doing it with me. Because like I said at the beginning, you know, we're all going through our own sense of loss where a grief is resurfacing. There are a lot of questions that people are trying to, to answer, you know, on their own. But this podcast is about us coming together as a community to try and help one another you know it's about not suffering alone it's about listening to others and understanding that you've gone through that too so i'm gonna let you know as soon as i can when i've got the episodes ready you can have a look on my instagram which is mark lemon official and i will notify you all as soon as these episodes are put out there thank you for listening lots of love to you all stay safe stay home we're all going through this together in our own time in our own way and uh, that's the only way that we can do this at the moment so okay take care 